0: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates Products not available in every state. The following is a podcast one Minnesota production. Oh yeah? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, betcha. Yeah. If it's made in Minnesota. Who's making it and
0: how? Well, yeah,
1: you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and
0: how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to The Makers of Minnesota. This is episode 55. We are very excited to be with Rosie Arntz from Cannon River Winery, and welcome to the show. Thank you. You bet. Rosie, I have to tell you, I'm just going to start out. I have all these preconceived notions about <laughs> Minnesota wine.
1: Yes, everyone does.
0: Yeah. I'm glad to know yeah. that I'm not the only one. We've because- got a very
1: good stereotype about not being a good wine yeah
0: and so cannon river winery my just understanding of you and i could be wrong is that you guys were one of the original wineries in minnesota that started making minnesota wines and over time my understanding is is you've worked on cultivating different grapes with the university of minnesota correct and so are we 30 years into this
1: uh, not 30. Oh, as far as grapes, you mean? Yeah, as yeah. far as making wine? Yeah. But we have not. We've been around for about 14 years, going okay. on our 14th year. So we've been working with the University of Minnesota, and we now have 13 different grapes in our vineyard that we grow.
0: We and have... it, it takes a long time, doesn't it, to kind of get the grapes to maturity so Correct. that you can actually make wine with them?
1: Yeah, um, right now we have 9,000 vines on 20 acres, and wow. we just planted another 8,000 just this spring. And um, I'm so excited to be out at the vineyard tomorrow because we're doing a moon harvest dinner, which is going to be really exciting. Yeah, that'll be but, fun. So when I was out there um, in April, they were probably two inches and now they're about two three feet
0: Tell so me, it's tell really me about exciting. okay, so how did you come to be at the winery as the wholesale director? Oh
1: boy, this is a crazy story, but I um, my background is in pharmacy mm-hmm. And in human resource. And I actually (laughs) went out. Both of which (laughs) might need some experience with wine. I don't know. Exactly. And so I actually went out there um, two and a half years ago and did their harvest. And I was out there harvesting and I thought harvesting is just picking the grapes. It's one of their harvest experience that we have out there. Picked the grapes and was like, why am I not working here? So I found the GM and said, I need a job here. So I started working there part-time just as a server in the, um, the, the,
0: yeah, event, the center.
1: event center. And um, they just asked me if I would like to climb on board and be a wholesale person. And I'm like, I know nothing about sales, but it's turned out to be great. And it's just a super job and it's worked out great for me. So I quit my pharmacy job and here I am.
0: Okay. So you <laughs> have, you said 13 varieties of grapes. What does that translate to into uh, ty- how many types of wine?
1: Well, it can be, I mean, a majority of things. Right now, we have 17 different wines that we have in stock. Okay. And then we also, in the winter, we make the Winter Carnival wines for St. Paul. So we're the official wines for the Winter Carnival. That's cool. Yeah, the Vulcans and also the um, Boreas. Yep. And so those go to the Winter Carnival during the Winter Carnival. And then we also sell those to the liquor stores. But once they're gone, they're gone. And then we also make a wine that is the um, Bootlegger's. And it's um, our version of a port. Okay. And then, again, once that's gone, it's gone, and then it comes back next year. So we're just in the process of bottling that one here shortly. So Sam will be bottling that in the next couple of weeks. And then um, it'll come out for the holidays. And then, like I said, once it's gone, it's gone. So, um, But right now, we do have 17 different wines that we make that are in stock right now.
0: And Sam is the winemaker that we Sam do Sam Jennings is our be... winemaker.
1: Yep. He is our little mad scientist. He um, did a stint with um, Chateau Michel in um, Washington State, and then he's also got an associate um, winemaker that um, assists him, and that's Mike. And Mike is also from Washington State, so we're really lucky to have these two here that know everything about wine, and they're crazy. Everything that they think about is wine, and and to just go back into his office (laughs) and— It makes me laugh because every time I walk in there, I'm like, there's beakers and there's, you know, because they're always trying to concoct something. Yeah. And one of Sam's biggest things, which I wish that he was here today, unfortunately, he's sick. But one of the things that I loved about him is that he um, he felt like, you know, everything was. Done with the Merlots and the Chardonnays. And so he really wants to experiment with the grapes that Minnesota has to offer.
0: Well, let's talk about that. Because at the State Fair this year uh, at Minnesota Wine Country, I was able to taste um, one of your wines. And I really, I enjoyed it. And I was talking to actually Leslie Miller from Amuse, who's done a lot of wine consulting for Minnesota wine growers. And I was just like, oh, this Merlot is really good. She goes, you seem so surprised. I like yes. I am surprised to be honest. I'm surprised that, and I don't know why, but that we can grow good tasting wine in such a cold climate. Is that a barrier that you have to selling the wine?
1: No, I think the barrier is is that the wine, like originally the grapes, um, when they first when they first grow, they're going to be bitter, and so there's that little bitterness to them, and so people aren't used to that. Um, like the Marquette grape, it's going to be a more bitter grape than a Merlot or right. uh, you know a uh, um, what do I want to say a Cab, and so um, it's it's all a matter of getting used to it and just enjoying it for what it is and not thinking that it is a French wine or it's a
0: Minnesota wine and we're proud of it. So meeting you where you're at yep. as a wine versus trying to create something that you're right. not, I guess. Yeah. What do you have an idea of what percentage you guys have a huge event center there? You do weddings. It's a very beautiful space. What percentage of the business is events versus literal wine sales? Do you know?
1: We're actually just OK. So 2 let's see, where are we at? 2017. So 2014 is when we actually created the event center. OK, so um, we're just really starting to take a role with all of the events uh-huh. and stuff. And so um, we do have a lot of weddings. The way, um, some of the weddings will take place out at the vineyard and then they'll um, come back to the event center and have their reception or sometimes they just have the reception there.
0: So, so. the uh, so the event center is really ancillary to the winemaking mm-hmm. that. OK, yep. I th- sort of yep. thought it was the other way around. Yep. So. Um, tell me, you brought, uh, you're wearing a really cute t-shirt that says Feisty Bitch, which I love, and you had contacted me because you guys have developed some kind of sassier wines down there. Yep. Tell me about uh, Feisty Bitch in particular and that brand.
1: Okay. Well, so um, we've got a new owner, and his name is Ron Stoll. He's from Egan, and he um, came on board last August. And, um...
0: and he'd bought it from the family that yep. had had he it bought before. bought it from the
1: Maloney family. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um <laughs> he's sat back and observed all of his staff and decided that we are a bunch of feisty bitches.
0: That's funny. So
1: we named a wine. We it was a it was a you know, it was a group effort about what we were gonna name our next wine because every year we like to come out with a different wine. And um he decided to put a little edge on it. And so we did. And we weren't quite sure how it was going to turn out or what it was going to be. Um, and one of the things was was that we also have some grandma wines that were from the previous owners, but we retired those grandma wines because they're not um, they're not selling the way we w- would like them to. And um, so we retired the grandmas and we brought in the feisties.
0: So tell me what a grandma wine is in your estimation.
1: Um, the Lorraine's white, I love. It's really a good, nice Riesling, um, so there are some Riesling grapes in it, and then on Minnesota, and mm-hmm. then um, we have Go Go Red, which are, is our number one selling wine. It is. Number one selling wine, okay. hands down. Why do you think? Um, it's kind of like a, it's a table red. Sure. So you can have it with spaghetti, or you can have it with Mexican yep. food. It's going to tame down that spice, and it's, um, it's a Sabre grape, if I said that right, They'd probably be proud of me if I did, because <laughs> it's a tough one. But um, it's it's just a, like a Lambrusco, kind of like a Lambrusco. Sure. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, it's real sweeter. jammy. Yep. Um, and it smells real earthy, but um, it's just our number one wine. People okay, go-go go red. Go-go red. I did not
0: bring you go-go red. That's okay. I'm looking at your... Okay. So Feisty Bitch is... Is it pink? That's the rosé. Okay. And there is a rose, have a white. A rose, and a, red.
1: a red, and a white. Exactly. And the red is very easy. There's not a lot of tannins in it. It's a real easy drink. The nice thing that I like about the red is that you can chill it mm-hmm. and it changes the whole dynamics of that wine.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And what is the retail price point of it?
1: Um, it is fifteen ninety nine. Okay. Sixteen
0: ninety nine. So when you are going to sell that line to a local store. Um, what What do you, How do you sell it? What is your presentation?
1: You have to be really careful about each store because, again, we have, there's some stores that honestly have not taken it because they don't like the name. Even though they have Fat Bastard and they have Sweet Bitch and they had menage a trois wines in there, yep. they still don't like it. They think that it's derogatory towards women. Uh-huh. And if I showed you the feisty red... You would not think that it's derogatory towards women, right? Because it's got a dog on it, but with the lips and the legs, because the white has legs on it, uh-huh. they think that it's derogatory towards women.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Even though that's not even the focus on that wine at all. Sure, it was just to have a fun wine, to put a little edge on it, and um, so when I go in, I usually—and this was a great experiment—because um, I was getting turned down with a lot of stores. And so I was doing a tasting with a coffee shop that I have. And so I kept it in the brown bottle, or I kept it in the brown bag. Mm-hmm. And I did a tasting with it. And everybody was like, oh, my God, I love it, I love it, I love it. And then I said, okay, you're ready for me to reveal what it looks like? And then when I revealed it, they were like, oh. So it's really funny how... All of a sudden, you know, things could change. But they loved it; they all bought it, so it was great. So we got it into the liquor store across the street. That actually, we were using his liquor store to have this tasting. So
0: it, it awesome. seems, by just looking at the label, it's a very book clubby kind of wine. Yeah, I mean, I would think you would be. Yeah, able to pull that it's a out fun a wine. Um, what per- What percentage of, in your mind, is the, I'm going to go make a purchase, right? And I'm standing at the liquor store aisle. How much is the label impacting my purchase?
1: If it's a man, it's huge.
0: Really? There's Mm -hmm. a difference between a man and a woman? Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: And it's really interesting just to show these labels to men, Mm -hmm. which ones they like. They all love the lips.
0: Yep. Or they love the dog.
1: (laughs) It's so bizarre. The women, they're all across the board. Okay. And so it's really interesting.
0: So when you're putting the labels together and working on the marketing presentation... If it's a um, wine that you think would appeal more to a man, do they spend more time on the label? versus... Well, we're
1: we're we're learning this now, uh-huh. and and I'm learning this just from my husband alone. He's a guy who goes in and he doesn't he makes his purchase off of the label only. He's like, I don't know what this tastes like, but you want to try it? Let's see. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So I mean, funny, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think I I think I tend to make my purchase based more on the like grape. Or the is it red, pink, or white, and what I'm eating? Kind yes, of. More... I make
1: mine on, on um, what I'm eating.
0: Yeah, and but that's so funny too because like I would probably not drink rose with uh, Mexican food. I probably wouldn't drink red with Mexican food. But you mentioned that, yep. and sometimes just wine is can be so snobby, and it needs to be broken down into. That's just, what we
1: wanted to do. What with do you this like? particular wine right now? Was to just break down that barrier. Drink the wine you like right now. Has the millennial market
0: embraced Minnesota wines? Yes, very much so. And tell me about that. It's because really cool, too, to, to that's see. Supposedly the like largest growing yeah. segment of wine drinking.
1: They're very, um, first of all, there's no loyalty towards them. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, is that they're very local oriented. They love local. Okay. And so it's really cool to see that from them alone. And I have a son who's... Um, 32. And Mm -hmm. so to just see him, you know, trying different product and and just getting his take on things is really interesting.
0: Is he a snob about local wine? Will will he be more likely to try it than... He
1: will definitely try it because of his mom. Sure.
0: So if you were going to... People listening to this podcast that have these preconceived notions about Minnesota wine, how would you... Work your way around that, or what would you say they should be looking for or to try?
1: When I'm always in a tasting and somebody says, "Ooh, Minnesota," I say, "What do you have to lose? You just try it." Yeah. And then when they try it, because I did this tasting in um, Minneapolis and I had this group of women that were like, "Ooh, we're wine snobs," and I said, "That's fine, but try it." I said, "You have nothing to lose. If you don't like it, you spit it out. Yeah, get rid of it, and you move on." Right. And they tried it and were like wow, this is really good. I said, yes, that's what, I mean, don't be afraid to try it.
0: What wine are you the most proud of?
1: Um, I love our,
0: IK. Okay, so I brought
1: you the classic white because yep. I think you're going to love it. I love the classic white. It's um, a throwback. So Sam, again, he, we had this wine years ago and then we stopped making it. And so he had some grapes that he just decided to throw together. And so he made this wine and it's so good. I love it.
0: What would you um, liken it to? The Cannon River classic white.
1: Um I like it's a little dry. It's not too too dry. Mm-hmm. Um I like a drier wine. So the weather, the other what is one that when I'm,
0: someone says they like a drier wine, what do they mean by that?
1: Um it's kind of it's it's crisp and it's buttery and it's just it's a little bit of oak
0: and so not sweet necessarily. Not sweet. Okay.
1: Yep. And so one of the things that um I I dropped off a bottle for you and the other Stephanie. And it was our family reserves, and um, our family reserves are awesome.
0: She must have gotten it. They
1: are, <laughs> <laughs> they are phenomenal. I really think that they are so good. They're one of our best wines, and I love them. And there, and oh, and one of the other things that we just that Sam just created was um, it's called Gunflint Gris. Mm-hmm. So we have a Gunflint Red that we make for the Gunflint Trail. Okay, but we also have um, a Gunflint Gris, which he just. Bottled, we've just bottled it about four or five weeks ago, and it's a Frontenac Grey grape. It's only a Frontenac Grey grape, but I love this wine because it's got the essence of brandy. So it does not have brandy in it at all, but it's just how he combined an oak and a stainless um, barrel, and it's phenomenal. It's huh. really like when you smell it, you smell the essence of brandy, and then when you taste it, you taste it, and it kind of gives you the heat of a um, hard alcohol. But there's no hard alcohol in it at all, and I oh, I just love it. It's oh, I like place. that. It's a really fun wine right now.
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Ah! Ah! Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state. What is um? Where is somewhere that carries most of the skews that you have besides the winery itself? Is there a local store that you? There's
1: a lot of local stores that carry. Uh, uh, there's uh, Rosemont Cub carries almost every wine that we make. Oh, nice. Um, Cameron Liquors in Invergrove carries every wine that we make. I mean, yep. right down to the bootleg. Um, um, so there's a lot of stores that carry. We have a, we're in 169 stores. Okay.
0: And is your role like how much sampling do you go out and do? Is that I a do big a part lot. of your job?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And. Are people, this is just like, when someone is sampling wine at a liquor store, I've always wondered, are there people that just stand there to drink and keep getting samples and get weird? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I thought there there might be. I've seen that sometimes. It's like, oh, and then do you, how do you?
1: You just just try to make conversation with them as as opposed to just, you know, continue pouring because you have to, because, you know, there's a limit. There's a limit. You just can't, I mean, by the time you go through, if I have seven bottles, that's, and you do a one ounce pours. Yeah, you know.
0: So if someone's really <laughs> had hard a, up, they've
1: had two good glasses of wine. Really,
0: are people um nice when you're doing samples, or do you ever get people that are just rude?
1: Um, you know, I've ne- I have had one person that got rude with me. I um, I think he was an ex-cop, is what I think he was, because um, I said, "Would you like to try some samples?" And he's like, "No, people are on the road. You're sending people home on the road with that," and I'm like, mm, "Okay, whatever." But
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it,
1: it really was because that was really the only time that that had ever happened to me.
0: Yeah. And a one ounce sample for most people, you're not even going right. to feel an ounce of anything.
1: But for the most part, everybody, you know, I mean, depending on the day, um, Saturdays are really f- interesting because Saturdays people linger through the liquor stores. Yep. On Fridays they are in and out and they want to go.
0: Yeah. And so- has Sunday sales helped you?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't think that we've seen the actual numbers for the Sunday sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've always, because we were a bottle shop yep. at the winery, we were always able to sell. Oh, that's interesting. Um, But at liquor stores, I don't know if we've ever, if we've seen the sales yet. I, it's interesting to sit back and talk and talk to the liquor stores because I think that people that are close, that are located to water, they're, they're doing great sales on Sundays uh-huh. because now People that were on the lake don't have to go anywhere. They right. can just get it right there. Yep. Um, but I think for the most part, anybody else, it's it's business as usual. Maybe their business has shifted from Saturday to Sunday and um, from um, yeah. Monday to Sunday. So it really is just equaling out their whole total week.
0: Do you have restaurants that are carrying your wines? And is that an area that you're responsible for developing? Yeah, we do. And uh, are there, what's the best way for you to do that? Is it to have like local wine dinners or?
1: Well, right now we are in about 17 different restaurants. So um, we try to work with restaurants so that we can, you know, it's it's a totally different beast. Um, because you can't always catch the bar manager or the manager of the yep. restaurant, the GM of the restaurant, and try to sit down and do a, a meal. But it would be awesome if we could just do like a winemaker's dinner, but that doesn't always happen. Yep. So it's, it, they're their own beast. Like I said, they, you know, they bring the wine in and boom, there, you know, sometimes you don't ever see them again. You know, you just drop the wine and that's yep. it. But um, we're in this new place in Egan, which I'm excited about because it's, it's called Union 32. Okay. And they are 100% local. I don't know if you've heard of them uh-uh. or not. They're um, 100% local. So they make, they're a brewery, and they make two barrels of their own beer. Yeah. And then everything else is Minnesota. Oh, neat. So they have, and then they have a credit card, and you go up and you can do your own pours. And so we're in that restaurant right now. Um, we have three of our wines in there. In fact, she just ordered another one from, because it was so successful at the fair. So she just picked up another wine, which is really cool. But um, they want to possibly um, order cakes from us, which is sure. really nice so
0: that they can start pouring yeah. in that way too. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, Union 32, is that the name of it? Yeah. And you put a credit card in and then you can get your own, pay by the ounce yeah, or something you, like that? So, they,
1: so you, they card you and then they give you a card. And then every time you go up to the wall, and it's really like a wall of cool. fame. I'll show you a picture of it. And they've got 36 different tap beers. So if you don't want to go to, um, you know, Surly's, and, yep. not that you don't, but if you if, if you have guests in town and you want to take, let them try all of the local brews, that's a great place to take them. Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And that's it's a really meeting. cool. Huh. Yeah.
1: And they've okay. got pretty decent food. It's, um, I think, is going to be a huge hit once the um, Vikings training camp comes over because it's located near there. Yeah. And it's just a cool concept. It's um, something that they, and they're the first ones in Minnesota that are doing it. And it was... Um, actually comes from the West. So you can, it's, it's just kind of cool. Cause like I said, you just put your credit card in, you can pour however much, what you want, two ounces, 32 ounces of any beer that you want. Cool, Yeah. I like that. And then you can do beer flights and. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And tasting and flights yeah. is always, it's fun to do wine tastings and flights because you really can pick up on the nuances right. from the, the samples um, or the flight Versus if you're, you know, ordering a glass, drinking five yep. ounces, and then you're ordering another glass, right. like having that tasting experience side by side is it's really so
1: nice because and especially if, if it's not something that you don't like. Yeah, you know, what ounces?
0: if people are listening? What do you want them to know about Minnesota wines before we wrap up here? Because they're probably snobs like me.
1: <laughs> I want you to say, try. I want to say, try it. Do you know, just drink it, give it a whirl, see what it's about, because it really is good wine people. And we have we have seventy five wineries right now in Minnesota. Really, there's which that is many? amazing.
0: And you guys do a lot of work together, I know, collaborating we and we do helping a lot of each other. Yeah, and
1: it's it's phenomenal to see what's out there. I mean, you know, you go to Four Daughters and they're doing like Loon Juice. I mean, yep. good for them. You know, it's it's cool to just see that there's all of this going on. And and Cannon has been around for. We're going on a fourteen years and we really produce some really good wines. I mean, go to Mancini's, have the West Seventh, drink the Mancini's Levy Red. You'll yeah, be so happy that you do.
0: Well, that's a good tip to know. I yeah. was just at Mancini's last weekend. Um, you guys have a great bike trail down there too. And great do you have I'm I'm seeming to think that there's a way that you can like go to different wineries and ride you your bike. In
1: fact, there's um, you can start at us and then you can ride all the way to Red Wing and um so there's a couple of wineries down there as well and um, that's fun
0: because that's not that far i've done it it's no. like a 30 maybe 40 i miles think it's tops. 40
1: miles round trip Is yeah, what the whole thing that. is yeah yeah and, and it, it was not really fun. it's like it's, it's flat not like it's yeah uphill and both trail. ways it's flat
0: <laughs> yeah it is a super great trail
1: in fact i just had some friends that were in red wing they rode up to cannon um didn't even know that they were going to be there, which was so awesome. It was their anniversary. So um, I served them wine, and then they were on their way back to Red Wing. So it was really fun. They took a couple of bottles and a corkscrew and said, we're going to make another stop in um, Welch. And I said, cool. Oh, so, that's fun. I yeah. Know. yeah.
0: That is really fun. Yeah. Rosie, thank you for being with me today yeah, and talking for about Minnesota me. Wines. Why don't you throw out a couple of names um, just so the people who listen to the podcast, if they do want to try something, We've talked about the Cannon River Classic White. We've talked about the Feisty Bitch series that comes in white, red, and rosé. We've talked about the fact that you produce the white and the red wines over at Mancini's. Um, We've talked about a family reserve uh, reserve wine that you can get at the winery. Anything else that they should be looking for in the liquor store that you're excited about? Look
1: for Gun Flint and look for the sparkling Edelweiss that was at the state fair this year Yeah, that
0: was an interesting you guys poured that sparkling edelweiss over it was a
1: huge hit it was their it was their concoction we had no idea how it was going to go it was amazing um in fact we're probably out of the sparkling edelweiss until it gets bottled again yeah but there are still some liquor stores that carry it it's it's just a it was a really a fun drink i think that the minnesota state fair just wanted some just needed something you know
0: Fun. Yeah, I had a slushie in, in the Minnesota wine, wine building country, yep. that was so good. Yeah. I would have never thought of having a wine slushie, but it was really tasty and super refreshing. And that's
1: one of the things, too. I mean, if you like with some of our wines, we make sangrias with them on Sundays. We do a sangria Sunday at the winery or at mimosas. And the sangrias, um, there's a place, Barley and Vine, um, they're in Lakeville. They serve our wines. They do a phenomenal job
0: with a sang- sangria. Yeah. It's so good, so and it's uh, the website is canon River canon dot com and you guys can go there and they can order wine right online too you can right? order wine
1: right online and you can go to feistybitchwine dot com for the feisty Bitch.
0: And you can find all. You guys have a lot of events happening for the fall. Always,
1: yep. Right now, we're going to be doing harvesting. So come out and pick grapes with us. It's one of the funnest things you'll ever do. That's how I ended up where I am. What makes it so
0: fun? Don't do. I mean, it's just free labor for you guys, right? Free labor, (laughs)
1: but you pay. So it's twenty-five bucks for you to come out, and we'll bus you out to our vineyard, which is just seven miles south of um, our tasting room. And then you help us pick grapes for about an hour and a half, and then we feed you lunch and we feed you every wine. That we have oh that's and fun. it's a blast and then you get to come back and then you get to starts to see the first process of the destemming of the wines or the the grapes and then we invite you back for the grapes that you actually picked because there's so many different grapes and every group is a little different we invite you back to come and taste the first step of the wine that you're oh, that fun. we're making so it's really fun that sounds like a great date it's a great date it's a great girls yeah. day it's just a, a fun family event we um I think. Your kids have to be maybe ten and over, but yeah, it's just really it's such a beautiful day out there. When you go out there, you're you feel like you're in Sonoma.
0: Oh, that's great. Fabulous. All right. Thanks for being here, Rosie. Thanks. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News
1: Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera.
0: That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. And, and what's the in the location? base itself.
1: Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.